And a good morning to each of you. Certainly glad we're together today to worship our God, and we have uh, been doing that. Praise be to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to the power of the Holy Spirit, and certainly to God Almighty for being in our midst. We look forward uh, here during the weeks of the summer uh, to our summer Bible study, where we'll be, uh, as Ashley mentioned, uh, digging in on the Old Testament book of Nehemiah. And we will find uh, in Nehemiah a great leader. And in the end, we will see that leadership makes the difference. Leadership makes the difference uh, in, in all facets of life, uh, certainly within family, uh, within church. Wherever we're found, leadership makes the difference. We'll see that in Nehemiah. I'm excited about the weeks ahead. I want to encourage you to take out this uh, great book from the Old Testament. Uh, read and reread, and you will see, uh, just as we will see on Sunday mornings, uh, that leadership does indeed make the difference. That was certainly the case for, uh, for Nehemiah and all that he did, uh, and certainly that same sort of thing has the potential for our own lives as we seek to be leaders in God's kingdom. Well, the war in uh, Ukraine has distressed us all. Certainly, it has uh, been one of those things that has uh, really uh, weighed us down, and I think that that sort of weight uh, is uh, pervasive throughout all the world. Uh, We've been heartened, though, by the resolve of the people uh, there in the Ukraine in meeting the the press and onslaught of the, the Russian army. Their their resolve feeds off the resolve of their president, uh, Valdemar Zelensky. Zelensky has stood strong in the mix of it all. He has proven himself to be a leader among leaders. Some have likened him to Winston Churchill and and Churchill's uh, uh, leadership during World War II. Zelensky is an actor and comedian turned president. There's no turning back for this guy. He, his leadership is, is no laughing matter. He is inspirational to no end. He is living proof that leadership makes the difference. This morning, and, and as we mentioned throughout the, the summer, will be considering a leader, justice inspirational. We, we begin this new sermon series today based on the life and ministry of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was a, a leader in, in every sense of the word, including taking very seriously his relationship with God. Among other things, uh, Nehemiah spearheaded an important building project. It came to him to rebuild the walls that surrounded Jerusalem. Under Nehemiah's leadership, those walls were rebuilt in uh, in an astonishing 52 days. Now, as we all know, with any building project, things always take longer than first imagined. This project was the exception. 
And we'll see why that was as things play out over the weeks of the summer. As we consider the leadership of Nehemiah, we will find certain lessons emerging, lessons in, in, in leadership, if you will. These lessons will build upon one another like, like building blocks, much like the, the stones that were used to restore the, the walls there in Jerusalem. Each one will build on the other, offering a, a comprehensive picture of what it means to be a leader God's way. Today, we consider what it means to, to see a need and meet it. Our scripture for today is uh, from Nehemiah 1, verses 1 through 4. So let's read it just now. Let's hear this from Nehemiah 1, verses 1 through 4. The words of Nehemiah, son of Helkiah, in the, the month of Kisiev, in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa. Henani, one of my brothers, came from Judah with other men, and I questioned them about the, the Jewish remnant that had survived the exile and also about Jerusalem. They said to me, those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. So this is God's Word, and may it be a deep and abiding blessing to each of us, not only as we have heard this word read, but as we make effort now to take our lives and apply them to this word. Nehemiah served as a cupbearer to the king under the, the Persian ruler Artaxerxes in the 5th century B.C. That was roughly 100 years after the the nation of Judah and the holy city of Jerusalem was vanquished by the Babylonians in 586 B.C. The people there were not only overcome, but they were sent off to exile in Babylon. Eventually, the Babylonians were overthrown by the Persians. That took place in 539 B.C., whereupon Artaxerxes gave his permission for the Hebrews to return home. And it was a, a joyous release. There, there were a couple of uh, waves of returnees. And one of those waves of returnees was under the leadership of Nehemiah. And all that took place in 445 B.C., that's all the B.C. dates that I have to give you today, so there you go. As cupbearer to the king, Nehemiah had access to Artaxerxes, and he leveraged that access to good effect to help benefit God's kingdom. 
all of us would do well to leverage the influence that, that we have to benefit God's kingdom. I don't know if you've ever thought about that, your influence. In fact, in this age of social media, we hear about influencers. Well, we may not be an influencer on social media, but every one of us has influence in our own circle, our own sphere of influence, if you will. We are influencers. Some really don't realize that. Some don't care to do anything about that. Regardless, we are influencers and have that grand potential to influence things for the good of God's kingdom. Nehemiah had heard that the walls that surrounded Jerusalem needed to be rebuilt. They, uh, they had been destroyed much earlier when the Babylonians came and, and vanquished Jerusalem. The temple had been rebuilt, but not the walls. The people were, in effect, sitting ducks for any who took a notion to attack them. The Scripture reports that, uh, that Nehemiah was approached by his brother and some others who had come from Judah to Susa, where Nehemiah was, to, um, to, to share about things there. They had survived the exile, and they uh, now were back in, in Judah in great trouble and distress. So those fellows went from uh, Judah to Susa. They're now in that capital of Persia. And they reported what was going on back home. The wall of Jerusalem was broken down and its gates, gates burned with fire, so the Scripture says. Now, it was upon hearing this that Nehemiah took it upon himself to make things right. He approached Artaxerxes, the king, and asked for permission to return home and to get to work on the need that he saw, the need of rebuilding the wall around Jerusalem. Nehemiah was uh, a leader in every sense of the word. Nehemiah was all about seeing a need and then meeting it. It's very much a, a part of one of these lessons in leadership, seeing a need and meeting it. Nehemiah wasn't content to wait for somebody else to, to step up. He took it upon himself to meet whatever the challenge was head on. Leaders do that sort of thing. I remember early in my ministry, while an associate pastor at, at St. Paul, hearing Dr. Emil McAdams, who was the senior pastor at that, that time, say this about the ministry of the, of the church at that time. He said, we are all about seeing a need and meeting it. That stuck with me big time. I can't tell you how many times I have repeated what Max said and how often that statement has guided my ministry. We're all about seeing a need and then meeting it. Let's face it. There are all sorts of needs 
around us. We can't sit idly by in the mix of those needs and, and expect somebody else to step forward. Just knowing about a need is not enough. We need to step forward. Leadership not only is a matter of, uh, of, uh, of, of identifying those needs, but also following through. The needs around us will remain unless we step up and step out. That's all a matter of exercising leadership. I'm thankful that, that many of you are stepping up. You're, you're stepping out. I'm, I'm proud of the work that, that so many are doing at, at, at High Point Ministries in LaGrange. Many uh, pour into the ministry of the Grace and Glory Food Bank. We have people today going to Grace Kids and helping to serve the kids breakfast and, and to, to help things there as they hear about the good news of Jesus Christ. We have people regularly uh, taking opportunity to serve and offer leadership at, at Hope Health Clinic, Prodigal Ministries, Portland Promise Center, and uh, Lighthouse Ministries. Just a, a consistent rotation of people from, from St. John Church exercising leadership through service at all sorts of varied missions and, and ministries. And that's really only the beginning of the list. Exercising leadership, stepping up and stepping out. My friend Larry Stess is a great example of, uh, of stepping up and stepping out. Uh, and stepping out. He's uh, labored in the Portland neighborhood for over 25 years. The, the last 10 years or so, he has been, uh, been, been working to live out a, a vision of God, a vision that, that God has given him for a church of a, of a different sort in, uh, in that neighborhood. Uh, the building where that church is is a converted warehouse. And it features a, a worship space. Uh, the ministry um, um, features a, a, a vibrant recovery ministry, uh, a community development piece that, that gives uh, people an opportunity to have uh, a, a great home. There's even a restaurant where, where people are asked only to, to pay what they are able to pay. And it is a, a vibrant ministry. It hasn't always been easy for Larry, but he has uh, persevered to the point of, of inspiration, of inspiring so many people, including myself, about uh, seeing a need and, and, and acting upon it, of being... Um, of being guided and directed by a vision from, from God. I am so proud of Larry's leadership. Larry's a shining example of, of, again, seeing a need and doing everything in one's power to meet it. So then there are two questions for each and every one of us as we, uh, as we consider those places where where we need to exhibit leadership. What are those needs around you? Are you uh, actively identifying those needs? 
And what are you doing to meet them? Those are essential questions that every leader needs to, uh, needs to ask. And not just ask and contemplate, but actually, uh, but actually do something about them. The Scripture reports that upon uh, hearing the distress of those who were in Jerusalem, Nehemiah uh, sat down and he wept. Interesting. He felt so keenly what was reported to him about the holy city of Jerusalem that he just sat down and, and wept. And his were not feigned tears, but they, they, they poured from a, a soul that was, was deeply troubled. Nehemiah's heart broke for the people of Jerusalem. Their plight uh, didn't go in uh, one ear and out the other. Nehemiah really internalized things and struggled with them and, and sought then in that struggle to, to do something ab about it. Regrettably, that, that sort of thing happens uh, uh, all the time when it comes to, to, uh, to hearing about the plight of others, this stuff of, of going in one ear and out the other. That just wasn't the case for Nehemiah. He really internalized things, and, and he, was, uh, he was ready to, to get to it. There's so much these days that, that is around us that's uh, needing our attention, yeah, you and me. But yet we, uh, we find ourselves uh, almost getting numb to it. There are also times where we may sense the need, but we just would much rather ignore it than get involved, sort of walking on the other side of the street, if you will. When it comes to tending to the needs of others, we know all too well that fatigue can set in. We'll even talk ourselves into thinking that we have done enough when there is always more that could be done. Leaders uh, don't keep the needs of this world at arm's length. Leaders get involved. They, they even allow themselves to feel the pain of of other people and, and seek to walk alongside them. And like Nehemiah, we'll even just sit down and begin to weep, to begin to, to feel the, the depth of that need. To, to, and, and again, not just to internalize it, but, but, to, but to feel it and, and to, in, in that mix to, to go and to, to act upon it. When was the last time that you wept over the circumstances of, a, of another person or another circumstance. Collectively, we've all wept over the senseless killing of 19 school children and two teachers at the Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. Yeah, that's really just piqued every one of us in our emotion and, and, and the sort of passion that we have around such things. There, those tears... Uh, push us to do something. We're grappling with that, but they, they push us to, to do something. Tears, I've found, are a gift from God. They help us express what we wouldn't be able to express otherwise. Nehemiah sat down and wept. 
And he didn't just leave it at his, at his tears, but he sought to do something about it. There have been those circumstances for us all where we have felt so deeply that we could do no other but help. Not just weep, but to go and do. It's interesting to, to, uh, to be uh, having this conversation about tears and have it in the mix of a conversation about leadership. Leaders always have that, that sort of burden for the needs that are around them. And, and in that burden, they, they just can't sit still. They've got to act and got to move to try to, to deal with that need. Tears can express a, a full range of emotion, including our passion about something. They, they can certainly uh, lead us to do something about what brought us to the tears in the first place. So how about these two questions? How is it that your heart is burning? What's going on deep within that, that gives you pause to consider the needs that are around you? What causes your heart to burn? And then what are you doing about it? How are you acting upon that passion that burns deep within? It's clear from Scripture that Nehemiah not only uh, sensed a need, but was passionate about, uh, was passionate about, about meeting it. He was quick in the mix of that to turn to God. Just as Ashley shared just a few moments ago, Nehemiah was always consistently connected with God. And in this case, uh, it was a Nehemiah who looked to God for his leadership. The Scripture reports that, that Nehemiah prayed for, for days, seeking the Lord's counsel before acting. He, uh, he, he mourned, sure, but he prayed and fasted. He, he set himself before the Lord, seeking the Lord's leadership before he struck out. We don't dare strike out. We don't dare strike out on our own without first consulting God. God's wisdom will uh, inform us about how to proceed. His guidance will, uh, will set us in the right direction. God's strength will give us the wherewithal to persevere. These sorts of things take place when we, uh, we come before the Lord, when we offer ourselves in prayer, when we seek wholeheartedly to do His will, when we seek His leadership working through us to good effect. When it comes to leadership, we are so much more effective when we lean on God. I get the sense that this was the way it was for Nehemiah. He didn't dare strike out first before consulting God. You've heard it said, dream dreams that are so big that only you and God can accomplish them. How about those dreams for you? Are they so big that only you and God 
can accomplish them. That's the way it was for, uh, for Nehemiah. He uh, did nothing without first consulting the Lord. The seeming impossible things of this life become possible when we first commit ourselves to God. As we consider our own leadership in, uh, in, in this life, we need to consider those things that, uh, that do seem to be dawning. But yet with God's help, they can be possible, no doubt, all because of His good work in our lives. When we seek God, when we commit ourselves to Him, we, um, we resolve to be obedient. When we put God's interests before our own, great things begin to take place. And when we seek to trust Him alone, we find great things happening in our midst. When we trust and obey, being well committed to God is yet another one of those building blocks of leadership that every one of us would do well to make a part of our lives. So seeing the need, acting with passion, that's sort of burning in our hearts, and committing ourselves to God, these uh, are lessons in leadership that we, uh, we need to have as a part of our lives as we seek to become leaders in God's kingdom and for the benefit of God's kingdom. Lessons in leadership, seeing a need, acting with passion, and committing ourselves to God. Let's uh, pray together. Thank you, O God, for blessing our lives for strengthening us as only you can. Lord, we praise you. We thank you for your, uh, your good work. We pray that you use us as you would see fit. We pray, God, that we would be aware of the needs that are around us. We pray, Lord, that you uh, would cause our hearts to burn for those very needs that we, we see. We pray, God, that we uh, find ourselves well-connected with you. Lord, we seek to be leaders in your kingdom. We pray that you raise us up, that you move us forward, and that we would seek to do your bidding and in all of that, we seek to lay ourselves in your care, to know and understand the power of your Holy Spirit, and to all along champion the good news that is Jesus Christ for all the world. This prayer we make in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen.